0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, so uh, not quite the outcome Orange County was hoping for after their big win against Phoenix. They went out to Texas and probably didn't perform up to expectations, if, if many fans would talk about that. Uh, and it wasn't even the most exciting match as Orange County uh, had a 0-0 draw against San Antonio FC. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast.
1: We are underway in the postseason, the first playoff game
0: ever played in Orange County. 1-2,
2: Godoy, he's found a great ball. Ennevoultson, plenty of time, he smashes it off and doubles the visitor's lead.
3: Thomas Ennevoultson. Now Segber sprinting forward on the counterattack. Little handsy there, crosses it. Pineda, the extra pass. Seaton
1: finishes. It rolls down to his left and parrying aside. Well taken care of by the Orange County keeper. We'll leave it for Aiden Quinn.
3: He'll strike towards goal! It's gone in! An equalizer
1: and a winner in second half stoppage time for Orange County off the left boot of Aiden Quinn.
0: This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast and on Facebook at Orange and Black SoccerCast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I am with you each and every episode as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club. Joining me as he does each and every episode, I've got my sidekick, Dylan. Dylan, how's it going?
2: It's pretty good. I'm pleased that I got the – promotion to sidekick this week. Yes. Uh you know, I hope everyone's having a good week so far. You know, only a couple more days till the weekend, right?
0: Well, and the cool thing about this week is there's not just one soccer match, but two to talk about as far as what we have upcoming. Plus, you know, we'll talk briefly just briefly about that San Antonio match because I don't think there's much to discuss on that. Uh, Also uh, joining us as he does quite often and he's actually joining us I believe from the Happiest Place on Earth. That's Alan. Alan, how are things going?
3: Things are pretty good. I'm hanging out with my beginning band today at the Happiest Place on Earth and we are currently heading back to the Toy Story parking lot to get them loaded on the bus to head back
0: That's like the best part of a trip with a bunch of kids to Disneyland is finally getting them onto that bus, making sure you do the head count. Uh, Hopefully you didn't leave anyone behind, right?
3: Yeah, we got uh, 76 graders who came with us today, so we got to make sure all 70 get back to Temecula.
0: (laughs) Great. Well, hopefully that works out. Hopefully we don't distract you too much. Take care of what you need to, but definitely chime in when you need to or want to also. Uh, Joining us also on the phone line, we've got a couple gentlemen over from Austin. We do have a match this upcoming Saturday against Austin, so we invited them on to to talk with us. Um, They are from the Three Birds Boldcast. They cover Austin Bold FC and I believe some other soccer in that area. And that's uh, Irving and Elvis. Gentlemen, welcome to the Orange and Black Soccer cast. How you
1: man? Thanks for having us, y'all
4: doing, man? Appreciate you for having us, man.
0: Yeah, no, no. We we appreciate you taking some time to come out here. You guys had a big night tonight. You guys played your first U.S. Open Cup match. Uh, great news for you and your fans. It was a, a victory for you guys. Uh, so we do appreciate you, you know, enjoying that match and then taking some time afterwards. Plus, you know, there's a two-hour time difference. So I know Uh, that can make things a little bit more difficult. So, again, thanks for for, uh, taking some time to come help us learn a little bit more about your team and what we can expect this upcoming weekend as your Austin Bold come out to Orange County to take on our Orange County Soccer Club. Before we get into all of that, though, we do have a brief match we want to talk about. We're just going to spend just a little bit of time on it because it wasn't the most entertaining match ever, Uh, and that is, of course, the match that happened this past weekend for Orange County uh, as Orange County and San Antonio ended in a 0-0 draw, so that pretty much happened. Alan, share with me your thoughts briefly on that match.
3: Uh, I thought San Antonio started out pretty good. Uh, McLean definitely kept Orange County in the game. Um, there was uh, a couple of good chances early. Great header off of a corner uh, by uh, Forrester. That was a great save. And then it was kind of a snooze fest for the rest of the first half. Uh, the second half was definitely more open. And um, I thought both sides had a couple of decent looks, especially the last minute or uh, the first minute stoppage time. That just went wide, Aiden Quinn putting it just wide. Uh, I thought they might get that in and kind of get a little dagger there at the end. Uh, but, I mean, pretty good game. Kind of good game of the second half. Pretty much a snooze fest first half. So.
0: No, totally makes sense. Uh, you know, I got to watch bits and pieces of it, highlights. Some of the game live, some of the game after the fact. Yeah, that 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 header, I believe it was from Aiden Quinn towards the end of the match. I was had my fingers crossed. I was hoping that was going to go in. Um, good to see that Patrick McLean got to stay in the match because he did get or pick up a little bit of a knock there early on in the match, uh, in the first half. And luckily they were able to tape him up, wrap him up. Hopefully it's nothing that's going to be lingering for him. Uh, Dylan, are you disappointed that Orange County went out to San Antonio and laid an egg uh, on that match?
2: Um, you know, San Antonio is actually a team that rarely loses at home, so I'm going to have to go out and give the team credit for playing away. We've struggled away this far, uh, this far this season. Um, Generally, just for whatever reason, we just shut down. We don't play particularly well. Um, So yeah, to go out there and fight against a team that, gen- I, I forget how many, I looked it up a little bit earlier today while I was in class, because um, that's how good of a student I am, but I looked up. They didn't lose too much at home last year, and they had a pretty uh, bad run of form as well uh, at the beginning of the season. So it's – you know what? I'll take it. Um, The more difficult teams, if you go away and you draw, I'll take that uh, most weeks as long as you pick up the the easier teams to beat away. And, of course, you win at home.
0: And just to sort of you know tie in there with you is is I don't think their record quite shows their quality. I think they've been one of those teams, maybe along with us, maybe you know you throw Phoenix into that mix that maybe has been struggling early on in the season. Um, and you know, I don't know, maybe, yeah, like you said, they've been a lot more difficult uh, of a matchup at home. I don't know if uh, our, our friends from the Three Birds Boldcast have, uh, have caught many San Antonio matches or have heard much going on there. Uh, but what are your guys' thoughts? Uh, is San Antonio a tough team uh, to beat there? Is it Toyota Field, I believe? Uh,
4: we, we haven't played them there. Uh, actually, the only time we played them, uh, they were actually at home, and uh, and it was definitely a tough. Tough game. Uh, we're able to get the three points. But, uh, yeah, and then the next time we see them, we see them again here. Uh, in The next round is the, the U.S. Open Cup, actually, again, at home. So we haven't actually been uh, to Toyota Field to play then uh, so far. But, uh, yeah, uh, as far as I'm concerned, we're going to check the stats and I, and I check out highlights. Yeah, they're definitely a – I know they're a tough team anyways when they come to Austin, but, that, you know, I thought it was going to be that way with a rivalry game. But, yeah, they're definitely a tough team, though, for sure.
0: One, especially because you guys are so close to each other. I think it's like an hour drive from between uh, Austin and the uh, the the stadium for San Antonio. Uh, I don't quite know where the Austin stadium is, so uh, I apologize for not knowing that really well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Middle of nowhere. At least y'all got a point. Most importantly,
4: y'all got out of San Antonio. So, hey, hey that's a plus there.
0: Well, Alan, let me just jump on to you one more time, and then we're just going to get past this match. Because, again, uh, like Alan said, Dylan was sort of talking a little bit of a snooze fest in this match. Um, What what did San Antonio do, or was it just Orange County just maybe didn't take care of their chances that came to them?
3: Um, I think it was a little bit of a combination of both. Uh, There were like 29 shots in the game, six total on target. Uh, I think the the big takeaway is a clean sheet on the road. I would take that every single time, whether that means a, a draw or a win, and especially against a team that plays well at home. Um, Orange County may be unfortunate not to take advantage of, of some opportunities, but, um, you know, a couple of those opportunities were just really good saves, uh, getting a fingertip to put it wide early, um, and then that just – just missing that last opportunity late. But like I said, you know, I would sign up for clean sheets on the road pretty much every time uh, and walk away feeling pretty good.
0: Especially when it's one of those like long distance travels. Cause the, the trip from orange County out to San Antonio is not the easiest trip to make. So I guess, yeah, like you said, Alan, if you can get the point in that match uh, and then return home relatively healthy again, depending on how Patrick McLean ended uh, leaving that match, I guess you take that you're still keeping pace with this crazy Western conference where uh, I, I think uh, in the recap that you wrote, Alan, you mentioned that like orange County is still just like a win out of fourth place at this point, depending on how things happen with some other matches. So um, yeah. So let's Dylan Allen, unless you guys have any other comments you want to talk about on this match, I think we should move forward to the upcoming awesome week we have a soccer uh so dylan allen last chance uh, to say anything on this match
2: let's let's move forward <laughs> it was one of those matches <laughs> let's, let's let's look to something that's actually
0: exciting so um a couple things coming up this week our, our next match is actually if you're listening or watching us on the youtube live stream then this match is happening tomorrow if you're listening to us on the podcast more than likely on Wednesday morning. Then this match is happening in the evening. Orange County is going to take uh, the field in their first match of the U.S. Open Cup, the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. Uh, the second round of the tournament, Orange County being part of USL, skips that first round. And they're going to be playing against another team from Orange County. Uh, switch one letter, and it, it changes the team name apparently and, and the whole dynamic of this match. So Orange County SC is going to be hosting Orange County FC, and to help us a little bit in previewing this match, we've brought another guest onto the show. So we just have a, a show full of guests here today, uh, and we've welcomed them on Art, and I hope I don't mess this up, Art. But is it F. Dikari?
5: Yes, it is. Great job. Thanks awesome. for
0: having me. Awesome, and he's the match commentator. I think he also does some writing for Orange County FC on their website. So um, Art, first and foremost, welcome to the Orange Black Soccer Cast. Uh, we, you know, seeing this match come up, we wanted to take the opportunity to be able to speak with you, learn a little bit more about our, our opponent. Cause I mean, I'll be honest and I know maybe some people get a little upset about it. I know very little about orange County FC. So uh, I hope you don't take offense with that, but I just, you know, it's one of those things. I've been an orange County SC fan and, and I'm, I've been one of those sports fans that once I pick a team, I sort of stick with that team. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, Follow or I watch Tottenham Hotspur out in in England, so I, I get that whole there's a bunch of London teams, and you only pick your London team that you're going to support. You wouldn't see an Arsenal fan supporting or you know cheering for Chelsea or vice versa. So, Art, uh, let us know really quick, uh, this Orange County FC squad, what sort of let us know how are things going for them this season so far?
5: Well, um, for this season. They're, they're doing well. They're second right now in the NPSL Southwest. I believe they, we've won um, eight games, uh, two losses, two ties. It, it's very similar to the 2000s. I, I would say it's similar to the 2017 and 2018 season of the NPSL. Just for me, a little bit of a difference this time around is that with more teams, especially since last year and this year, I, there's more competition. And that, that, of course, makes the NPSL Southwest that much more exciting and, you know, more rivalries. And as you know, NPSL is a regional league. So, you know, it's, there's more of those opportunities. You're, you're going to play those teams all the time. And there's a lot of – sometimes there's bickering going back and forth. But that's pretty, but that's pretty normal in some
0: and I guess in some ways, like you said, it, it sort of makes it easier for the fan because you're not traveling as far most of the time. I know especially right here in Southern California, there's a bunch of quality – semi-pro teams, which I think Orange County FC falls under that category there. Uh, you know, one of them's taking part in the U.S. Open Cup tonight in Cal FC, which, you know, depending on how that match goes with Las Vegas, either your team or Orange County Soccer Club will be facing one of those two teams in the next round. Uh, tell us about the match that you had with Golden State Force, and uh, what did Orange County FC do to come out victorious in that match?
5: Well, it was a really, it, it was a good game. And you know, for, since I was FC Golden State Force of USL League Two, I think what, what's kind of what's a little confusing to other people who are not who are not paying attention very much is that that same organization, that team, that that team in um, that team Golden State Force, that's coached by Robert Friedland, he's also the coach of FC Golden State that plays in the MPSL Southwest. So going into that game, you know, the Orange County FC um, camp had a good clue about what to expect but there was a, there were a few changes and and Orange County FC had defeated FC Golden State of the MPSL 4-1 just uh, just a few weeks earlier and in that game yeah it was a it was a good game both teams are trading opportunities it's really hard to say which team dominated Orange County FC did win two nothing but a big reason why Orange County FC was able to hold on to a nothing lead through most of the game was uh, because from the play of their goalkeeper, David Praise, and he was brought up through the LA Galaxy Academy. So, I mean, yes, of course, asking me, yes, was OCFC was the better team, but it's also fair to say that FC Golden State Force had some chances to score, but like I said, the goalkeeping was huge in that game.
0: And, yeah, you know, so I, I know with lower leagues, regardless, uh, you know, USL or even some of the lower leagues, there's a lot of roster turnover, typically from year to year. I don't know if you experienced that with Orange County FC, uh, but I know we had uh, a horrid time in the US Open like Cup last season against FC Golden State Force. Uh, I'm hoping this year is a totally different scenario. You're not hoping that, uh, but I'm going to open it up to like Dylan or Alan. I don't know if either of you have any questions here for Art uh, for this upcoming match or not.
2: I'm guessing Alan doesn't since he isn't, um, yeah, up. I,
0: I don't have
3: any questions. Um, I mean, so Dylan, if you got something,
2: yeah, I mean the last, I mean, two of our players, um, used to play for Orange County FC and that would of course be, uh, Danny Chrysostomo and Connor Gordon. Um, and it seems like everyone, uh, at OCFC was, was, was pleased. Um, with them getting called up to to a professional league, a fully professional league where all they do is, is, uh, is play soccer. But um, how well or how nervous would you guys be um, if you are Orange County FC in terms of facing uh, guys like Danny and guys like Connor uh, tomorrow night?
5: Well, in terms of how nervous, I, I don't think that's really uh, – that's not, that's not really the word you would use. I think everyone's really excited – I think it's I think it's fair to say that, you know, going up against former OCFC players, you know, Daniel Christostomo and Connor Gordon, you know, who are two great guys and great players, I think it's just expected that it's one of those things where you say, you know what, these guys are gonna be able to help out Orange County Soccer Club, but can't really be surprised about that. Both teams are gonna do their homework and that's just, and that's just the way it goes.
0: Perfect. Um, let me let me do this, Art, Do you have any questions for us uh, heading into this match, maybe that you want to hear about our club or let your readers or listeners know when you get a chance to speak with them?
5: Well, you know, involving Orange County Soccer Club, I mean, I must say I, there was once a time when I was uh, the statistician when they were the OC Blues FC, so that was a few years back. But, I mean, how are how are things going from, your, from Orange County Soccer Club? I mean, is it hard to not think about – the last last year, and there was even a time where when they were OC Blues FC, they also lost to the LA Wolves at the UPSL. So, you know, how are things going for everyone, for all of you, and for everyone at Orange County Soccer Club? I mean, is there this feeling of not wanting to talk about the past?
0: Um, I'm going to leave that to you, Dylan, because you're more of our historian here on the podcast. <laughs> I
2: don't know if I really count as the historian <laughs> since I've only been around for a few seasons, but um. No, I I just generally think that in the past, the Open Cup really hasn't ever been a priority for the club. Um, It hasn't necessarily seemed like it's been. And I get that to a point. I mean, no team has won it. that's not MLS since 1999 when the Rochester Rhinos won it. And they essentially won it with a team of fringe MLS players. Um, But I think this year it actually, it's going to be a little bit more of a, um, a bigger stage. I know the ESPN Plus thing has been highly touted, and, and fans have been finding it kind of randomly, just as a result. But, um, I think now with having made a good season last year in the league, um, and having a good depth of players currently, um, and a good amount of fit players at that, I think Orange County could probably try and make a cup run. Um, and it kind of seems like the the press that's been coming out of their camp almost supports them trying to see what they can do and make it in a couple rounds uh, a couple rounds deep this season because we played the Galaxy in 2017 and I don't think the scoreline necessarily predicted or um, reflects how they played but then last year we suffered a shock loss to uh, <laughs> Golden State Force and two years ago it was the same thing It's just a, or three years ago it was the same thing where it's a We're either on it and we're going to try and play or it just falls apart and it's a quick 90 minutes in the Open Cup and we're done.
0: I I will say I think this season they're better set up for uh, an Open Cup run. run, And I think that's sort of what Dylan's trying to talk about there is there's a lot more depth on this team, except for maybe up in the 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 striker or, or, you know, Score position up in the middle of the field. Other than that, we've got some midfield depth. If you really look at it, we do have some defensive depth. I know there's been a little debate on the show about, you know, what's going on with the defense. We have a couple goalkeepers that have both proven that they can be out there on the pitch. So I I, I think this year's squad is 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 built better than in previous year squads. Uh, to make a potential deep cup run. And I'm hoping that's the case. Uh, I know Art, that's not what you want to hear from us on that, but I'm hoping that's uh, in fact the case. Um, Really quick before we we get into maybe some predictions though, I want to know uh, who's the player that we need to look out for as far as, or who we should be scared of from, from Orange County FC. You
5: know, that's a tough one, but I'll go with a pretty easy answer, and for us, it's uh, one of our new strikers, uh, Blake Frischneck. He recently he was the NPSL National Player of the Week. He had three goals and an assist in his in his debut uh, match with OCFC. You know, it was a five-two and over City of Angels. And yeah, he's a, he's a really good striker, uh, great guy, great team player, and I think that's a. Like I said, I was going with the easy one because I'm sure if you if you pay if you pay attention to uh, npsl.com or some of the uh, or some of the social media sources you, you know his his name would pop up
0: and uh i don't know I, I i don't know if you have another question you have for us or if you're ready to maybe get into this fun part that we like to do which is making a, a prediction or a guess at this match
5: you know i think um right now can i say i don't have the all my questions right here in front of me but i'm ready to i'm ready to roll with what you guys have on your agenda
0: Cool. So, uh, what we're going to do at this point, then, and I'll I'll leave this out. And if if our friends from the Three Birds cast want to jump in and and make a bold prediction, I'm sure you love it with the words there. Terrible. But uh, we're going to go around. (laughs) We'll go Um, around table here and just sort of pick a winner uh, on this match. And I'm going to start actually with Alan since he's been sort of sitting quietly for a while. Hopefully, he's still there. I am. So Alan, who do you think uh who do you think's gonna become or leave this match victorious?
3: I think uh Orange County Soccer Club is gonna come out on top. The thing that does worry about about the football club is uh, they don't have anything to lose. So they're gonna play they're gonna, you know, play I think with reckless abandon, maybe. I think they're gonna just try and throw everything out there. Uh, which, you know, in one off soccer games anything can happen. Uh, just look at Liverpool Barcelona uh, so like literally anything that happen, a bad bounce goes the wrong way and all of a sudden you know you've got a different different match uh, I'm gonna go with like a two one scoreline. Um, I watched a little bit of their open cup game um, you know I do have do think they have some upfront abilities to to get a ball in uh, maybe they got a quick guy that can get past some of our slower defensive players uh, but um, you know, I think maybe 2-1 scoreline when the or the orange and black make it through.
0: Awesome. What about you, Dylan?
2: Um, So I watched a lot more of the game last week, of course, because I was hosting from the stadium watching the game. Um, I – it is Frischneck, correct? That is how yes, it's
0: that's All correct.
2: Right. I keep looking at it, and I've written about it this week, and I just look at it and go, oh, man, I don't know, so – Um, I think Frischneck is probably one of their better players. Um, their outside backs looked pretty decent as well. Um, so if they link up, I think they will be a decent threat. What I'm mostly worried about is the mentality and this comes from both teams. Um, there were some heated moments in last week's match between OCFC and FC Golden State force. And obviously, um, that's going to come from playing each other more often. Um, and I'm sure some of those guys know each other a little bit more as well. But then beyond that, um, we saw a bad performance from Orange County last year. Um, and so what I'm hoping is that there was enough players that have come back that remembered that loss and that it was actually extremely humiliating that they they play better. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say three one Orange County, but I do think that some combination of probably uh, like Bryant and Freshneck. Uh, combining for a goal for uh, the uh, the NPSL side.
0: Perfect. What about you, Art? What is your prediction for this match?
5: Uh, for me, I know it's going to be a tough game, that's for sure. But I'm going with uh, 1-1 and Orange County FC prevailing on penalties.
2: You are going to kill me. I do not want that. That is the last result I'd like to happen. If we're going to lose, can we do it in 90 minutes? <laughs> like, I don't think I have the the heart strength for a, a penalty shootout.
0: <laughs> um, let, me, let me jump to this. If our friends Irving and Elvis from the Three Birds Bowl cast want to make a prediction on this match, knowing as little as you probably do know about these two clubs, who do you yeah, will well, win this match? <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, definitely. I'm I, I... Don't know much about, you know, Orange County FC. I didn't know that there were two of them. So. Yeah, you're confused, guys. But down here, if you're from down the street, man, you don't like each other. So I don't know how it is over there, if it's a rivalry or not. But, you know, anything can go in a, in a game, uh, you know, like y'all said already. So I don't know. And I've seen some of the schedule there, you know, Orange County
1: FC has scored some goals. You know, so who knows? Man, maybe uh, but I'll go ahead and go 2-1 to uh, Orange County FC. Uh, for me, I mean, uh, the orange and black SC looks like y'all can y'all, y'all can score some points. I was, you know, doing my quick search here. I was like, all right, I don't want to talk an idiot here. But it looks like both of y'all can score some goals. So, you know what? I'm going 3 3 tied.
0: There you go. And into all penalties.
1: <laughs> and into the penalties. There you go. <laughs> the, the,
0: the thing that you either love or you either hate when it comes to soccer or football for those uh, across the world. Um, really quick, before I get into my prediction, I do need to, you know, one of our uh, people that watch us every week on the YouTube stream, pretty much Logan, he's predicting 5-1 OCSC. Uh, so Ooh. I would love to see that score uh, outcome, of course. Um, But
5: my and prediction
2: he wants to know if Art knows Michael Bryant.
5: Oh, he
0: does want to know that.
5: Art, do you know Michael Bryant? Yes, I do. He's been on the team since 2017. I've been uh, covering the, been covering OCFC, writing articles and doing play-by-plays since. Then. So yeah, I, I definitely know Michael O'Brien.
0: There you go, Logan. Um, let me get to my prediction. Uh, the thing that scares me in the U.S. Open Cup, especially with the lower league teams. I know, you know, USL isn't considered the top league, but you know, when you look at some of these semi-pro or amateur clubs. This is their shining moment. This is their moment in the spotlight that, uh, you know, they don't get much of an opportunity to be in front of the camera on a national stage uh, with ESPN covering them on their streaming app. So that's always the thing that scares me about this. There's always going to be some of these lower uh, division teams that are going to surprise or, you know, go far in this tournament doesn't mean they'll necessarily win the whole thing, but uh, I think for lower league teams, even getting you know to the third or fourth round is sort of a victory there. So that's what scares me a lot on this. Uh, uh, but in the end, I think our depth this year is a lot better than it's been in the past. So I'm thinking that Orange County will be able to be victorious in the match. And I'm thinking 2-1 Orange County SC. Uh, I got to make sure I remember to say that because when I just say Orange County, it could be either or. So... But um, my biggest hope, though, is I want to see a great match. Uh, You know, Orange County and Southern California in general, just it's a a hotbed of soccer talent. And to see all these teams, amateur, semi-pro, professional, that are helping develop the game and develop players and and grow the sport in this area, it's amazing. Regardless if you're Orange County FC, Orange County SC, Cal FC, Golden State Force, whoever you may be that's, you know, in the area, uh, it's awesome to see as many teams. I was... Again, I was rooting for Cal FC, not just because it means that we'd get to host another game if if we win, or Orange County FC would host a game if if they win, but just because you know it's it's a local team that you want to see at least be successful, except for when they're playing your squad. So, um, that's my pick on that. Uh, Art, before you head out, uh, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners uh, before we let you go?
5: Uh, you know, I think I'm good. It's, you know, like to thank you for having me on. Is Great to be a guest on the Orange and Black Soccer Cast.
0: Perfect. Thank you for joining us. If you want to just take a few moments, if you want to just let our listeners know where they can find you, maybe on social media or the club's website or whatever you want to share to our listeners that are looking for more information on Orange County Football Club.
5: Yeah, sure. If they want to find me on Twitter, you could just uh, go to my handle, it's art at Footy. And if anyone wants to read some of the articles I've written or read more about some of our players, we have our player profiles. You can go to ocfcsoccer.com.
0: Perfect. Once again, Art, thank you for taking some time to join us on our podcast. And uh, you know, best of luck to your season. Hopefully just tomorrow is not as uh, successful for your club. But, uh, again, hoping for a great match.
5: Once again, thanks for having me. See you, see you. everyone.
0: Awesome. So, so um that's what's coming up for us again if you're listening live or watching us live tomorrow if you're listening on the uh, podcast potentially later on today or if you're listening way far down the line it's already happened but that's what's happening there and then right after that this weekend this coming saturday we're hosting a match against one of the new clubs the new clubs into the usl championship and that is austin bold fc um, so that's one of the reasons we have our, our, our good friends here, Irving and Elvis from the three words bowl cast. I do appreciate your, your willingness to hang out with us. Listen to what we had to say. I know it's, you know, there's not much you can contribute to maybe some of that conversation there, but appreciate you hanging out with us. So uh, I'm going to jump into this with you guys. First and foremost, before we maybe get into this match, uh, let us know how's the season been going so far for Austin Bowl?
1: Man, it's been going pretty well honestly it's it's better than what we thought because we it, this is our first season so I mean it, out of everything that you think it was it's it's been good especially on the defensive end for us it's been pretty nice and the, the crowd the crowds have been pretty nice And I mean at the first game no sure I mean it's it, it, it's hard you know because we have that uh, austin FC coming in two years so you know a lot of people are kind of like gearing up for that instead but uh, the season's been pretty nice for us so far. I mean, it, it's it, it's been undefeated at home. I mean, undefeated at home, and it's just been it's been it's been a it's been a good
0: time for for us, really, honestly. So, you, so you brought up that other Austin team that's going to be coming in a couple of years. By the way, the field boards are a little misleading when you when you see some of those images that have been going out. Um, how has that impacted? Austin bold in their first season. Are you guys, or has the club mentioned or have you seen it maybe uh, impacting the attendance from what you guys were expecting or anticipating? Because like you said, you have some fans, maybe they're just holding off until MLS because it's MLS.
1: Oh, man, it's hard to say. I mean, I think there's a lot of other things that go into that. And it's hard to say, to be honest with you. It's like we've, we've never really, like, really tried to get into all that. We we support what we
4: support. And, you know, if you want to support what you do, I mean, it, it is what it is, man. But, I mean, we can't really tell. But, I mean, we can't really say. But uh, and it's something. It's something. I mean, the first game you get, you know, 5,000 fans And ever since then, you know, it's pretty much like, you know, I don't know, about 1,200 so. So I mean, we really don't know what is contributing because we really don't try to get into all that. And, you know, pretty much, you, you say anything online that disagrees with the other side, and then you know, he's just, you know, you
1: just
4: can't cuss on. But
1: it 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 turns into a a, a a trash show on on the internet. So we try to we kind of try to stay out of that all that. Really, <laughs> to be honest with
0: you. Totally get it. I, I totally understand. Um, and, you know, it, it all has to do with the growing pains of a new club, a new team, uh, trying to find what's going to make you guys or Austin Bold, Austin Bold and draw the fans and make things happen. Um, has the the stadium location maybe played any kind of part into the, the attendance numbers that you guys have seen as far as you guys know or maybe even just your thoughts on that?
4: I mean, that's definitely one of the one of the excuses that I hear for sure is, oh, you know, it's not a downtown stadium, or whatever. But you know, for me, it was, you know, even before, you know, even new MLS, was, you know, I mean, even trying to come down here. Uh, I mean, it really, doesn't matter to me where where the stadiums that I was gonna go anyways.
1: But uh,
4: yeah, there's definitely those folks that uh, definitely say that location. I mean, I guess it depends on where you're at, man. I mean, Austin's really it's, it's a big area. It's not just you know, you know, Austin proper, man. There's a, there's a lot of small little suburb parts of it. And, uh, you know, it all really depends where you're at, man. So you know, if you're South Austin, you're pretty much closer to Dakota than you are, you know, traveling up North, you know, past downtown, you know, and that's a pain in the ass really to get past downtown to, to get to, you know, the proposed stadium sites, you know, that they got going on. So yeah, you know, it's definitely, they it definitely played the part for sure
0: awesome uh dylan or alan do you have any questions just general questions with uh, uh the guys from the three bird broadcast before we get into the match alan i'll let you go first if you have anything
3: yeah i'm uh, i'm excited to see the first and only professional soccer team in austin come to orange county hey um, oh <laughs> you you guys will keep it classy i'm gonna i'm gonna bring the heat um, Cool. No, I, I, here, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know that uh, you guys mentioned your defense. Are there any offensive players that you guys are excited about uh, keeping an eye on on Saturday?
1: Uh, for me, I uh, really like this guy, Sunny Guadarrama. He's a hometown kid for us. Um, he's, uh, he's one of our own. He's one of our own, and, and he, he can. Yeah, I mean, he knows how to work uh, work football. Really, man. He's he's awesome, all around player hold those plays all right, and, you
4: know, he's you, not afraid to take a shot from, you know, outside the box as well, man, he's made a couple this year, so, yeah, definitely Sunny's one to look at, you know, for sure. Yeah, and, it's always uh, cool okay. when you
1: get,
3: it's always cool when you get those homegrown guys to come up. I think it just makes it even more special.
1: Yeah, yeah. for sure, man. It's, it's it's pretty cool to have him there, and, you know, and in, in, for us here in Austin on the home games when you just here Especially the kids. You just hear Sonny's name through the, through the stadium. It's actually pretty cool to see that going on too, man.
2: Dylan? Is it my turn to go, Ray? Yeah, okay, go for it's my it, turn. Um, so the only Austin awesome match I've watched this year was the one against Phoenix. I didn't watch the full match, if I'm entirely honest. Oh, you know, that's a lie. I watched part of the uh, match against San Antonio as well. <laughs> but how... How does Austin generally set up? Um, I know they've played pretty well at home. Um, They are in seventh, so, I mean, four wins at home is not bad. Uh, I would take that. And then away, they haven't done as well. Um, Does it vary home and away how they set up for a match, or is it just they seem to perform better um, in front of a home crowd?
1: No,
4: they definitely, uh, Coach Machado's definitely had some uh, different looks throughout the season, you know, and uh, but for the most part, man, that back line has been the only thing that's uh, stayed the same uh, pretty much. But uh, I don't know, man. I, uh, it just doesn't travel, I guess, man. I don't know if uh, it's just the home cooking or, or what it is that, you know, just gives them that extra kick. And when I do watch games from away, they definitely are uh, a step slower, Uh for sure. Uh, but, you know, when they, but when they come home, it just seems like, uh, you know, they just got a little bit more pep in their step, for sure. But, uh, yeah, they, they, I really can't explain it to, to you too much about that, though, why, why they doesn't seem to travel
0: too much. <laughs> Do you have anything else, Dylan? Um, who's
2: the who's a potential weak link for you guys besides Diego Restrepo? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, Damn it, boy. Damn it, uh, yeah. how you really feel. Uh, just to let you guys know, Restrepo's not a, a fan favorite in Orange County based on some things that have happened uh, in past seasons. So just that's where Dylan's coming. Dylan is, is I think, not, out of all of us, Dylan is the most against a Diego Restrepo uh, that there could be on this podcast.
1: Uh, okay. I got you. I mean, that's, that's a good question, man. I mean, I don't –
4: uh, so, who's the weak link? Yeah, man. Throw a little, uh, little the kids say, throw some shade at somebody. Yeah. It. Uh, yeah, I guess we're not, we're, not, we're, we're a little bit critical on ours on our, our podcast. I know a people, you know, look down and all that crap and, you know, probably not to support them, you do that. But uh, it depends on who they start, man. I know the other day uh, they, they started uh Fabian Garcia and he was a young, was a little younger and uh, he had a few things, you know, a couple, you know, mistakes here and there. Uh, but other than that, I mean, pretty for the most part, uh, you know, McFarlane, he's been pretty good so far. I don't know. I mean, I don't really see it there. He's he, he also pretty good when he runs, makes runs down the wing and throws in some pretty good crosses, man. So, um, I mean, that's, it all depends on who's starting, really, uh, to tell you the truth. Uh,
1: yeah. You know, anyway, <laughs> I'd I, I have to say, if, if y'all got speed, that will, the speed down the wing kind of, you know, kind of uh, makes me pucker up sometimes, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, we had uh, a
4: guy from uh, uh, OKC.
1: From uh, OKC, Gordon. Yeah, he used to play
4: for uh, (laughs) Antonio West. I don't know if you ever got to look at his ass. Damn, but he he had me puckered up all game long. And I didn't like it. And I think y'all did got a little good at speed. I saw saw a few of y'all's little highlights, man. So there's just a few few guys on there that I've seen that are uh, probably, you know, give them a little, a little, little tough time, I guess you could say. Well,
2: I'll take that as a win for us because we've got uh, <laughs> loads of Pacey wingers, and uh, oh. you guys just uh prepare to pucker up then.
0: So, now I'm, I'm almost anticipating a, a Vinicius start then on this match if that's if, if pace is the, the kryptonite for Austin Bold. yeah, Vinicius,
2: could... DJ, someone tell Jerry just to go route one and go to the goal himself. Oh man, it's just like
0: Vinicius just like running like Tasmanian Devil all up the middle of the field, too. I mean, I know they said the wings, but. Uh, when you guys watch, if he plays against you guys, you'll see this guy just like is 110% the whole time he's out there, just putting the high press on the defense whenever he can. So uh, if, if what you're saying is true, it, it's, it definitely, I know is making Dylan Allen and myself smile a little bit there. I uh, hear that. Yeah. Um, what does, uh what does Austin have to do then to become, or uh, to be victorious in this match uh, in your eyes? What's the, the game plan that would work for Austin to be successful? Uh, I I know you guys probably don't know much about Orange County, but just from what you've seen from them so far this season, what's been the most successful strategy for them?
1: Man, if you ask me this, Now they're playing like crazy today. I mean, they were. Uh, the, their touch passing was ridiculous today. It was nice to see. I mean, it's it starting to. Uh, they're starting to get Coach Marcelo's game plan down, and it's only their their touch passing has gotten ridiculous today. I mean, that was today, and it was it was it was pretty nice to see, to be honest with you. Perfect. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, and I'm gonna apologize really quick because there may have been just a brief drop in the audio there. So if you're listening on uh, the live stream or uh, on the podcast. there was just like, maybe like five or 10 seconds there on that. So I apologize for that, for that. Um, let's do this. Is there, do you have any questions for us regarding this match, uh, coming up? Um,
4: uh, yeah, I mean, a couple of them, I guess, uh, I guess the first to start off with, I mean, I, like I said, I haven't seen a whole, I definitely, I saw a few highlights uh, of y'all's games here before. Uh, you know, you know, I said, that, you know, we didn't want to come on in here. So, uh, um, set pieces, um, Fresno Phoenix and OKC were, uh, able to, uh, you know, find it back in the net on a, on a few set pieces. Uh, is that something, you know,
0: that, is, is that maybe something, a kryptonite for y'all? Dylan I Allen, I one of you want to take that one?
2: It was honestly choppy, so I didn't hear what was asked.
0: I was asking about the uh, set pieces and has that been our kryptonite as far as defending set pieces this season?
2: Uh, you know, I think that's entirely fair. We gave up a couple goals against Tulsa doing that. And then um last time we conceded against Phoenix, it was the same deal where we had a guy that was, you know, I'm going to look up how tall Adam John's listed at. He's listed at 6'3". Um, Aiden Quinn, who's I think 5'11".
0: dropped out again for some reason uh, i'm having some internet issues today i apologize ladies and gentlemen internet issues for those of you that know internet sometimes it's not reliable so uh dylan was basically just agreeing if if i don't know how much of that caught on there but dylan was basically agreeing that that is a potential kryptonite for us um hopefully no more internet issues here as we continue go ahead gentlemen uh, did you have another question for us
1: Yeah, so who's uh, who's all the alpha of the team? Uh, Who's the one guy that we have to just go ahead and watch out for? we got
0: War daddy, man. Christian
2: Duke. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, Vinicius, who should probably play tomorrow night. Um, Other than that, you know our pacey players, so I'm sure Darwin Jones will probably play. Uh, He's quick, and he plays on the wing. That will probably cause some issues. Ray has left the meeting again.
0: It's, it's still going. It's still going.
2: Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Um, Yeah, I'd say probably Darwin Jones, Vinicius. And then assuming they go with the same game plan that they've gone the last few times, uh, coming on about an hour in, Michael Seaton. Um, those three combining, they play really well together. And they play really, play really well off of each other. And uh, they, they cause a lot of issues for... Teams throughout the league. So I don't see that changing on Saturday. Well, I got you. And
3: I think if Harry, Harry Forrester can like continue his decent play, I think he's been kind of crafty. He's had a couple good looks. Um, he and he's kind of that. Yeah. So uh, we'll see.
5: What was that
4: again? Was Forrester the one that had that nasty-ass, you know, uh, goal from outside the box the
2: other day? Uh, a couple weeks much. ago, he scored from, yeah, against um, Fresno. Yeah. <laughs> he will, He's the guy that will take a shot from 25, 30 yards, um, uh-huh. which generally drives me up a wall. <laughs> but he gets pretty close. So, yeah, he's definitely – that's a foot to – you know, if, if someone's backing off of him and he's 25 yards out, he has no issues – lining the shot up and having to go.
0: He's one of the guys that we've we've been a little critical of cuz at least in my eyes I've looked at him he's been trying too hard to uh you know show his worth to the club. You know when you come from as a player that played out in Scotland, played for Rangers, played in England, uh you you probably have proving yourself to be at least somewhat quality out there on the, on the pitch. So I, I think his time so far at OC has been really a lot more trying to prove himself instead of just playing within the flow of the match. I'm hoping with the recent uh, run of form that he's had, he's sort of finding his role on the team uh, and it's going to be a little bit better, but like Dylan said, yeah, he's the guy that when he has an opportunity, he's going to take that crack on net um, and hopefully it slowly will build where he's going to actually make more than, uh, than not.
4: All right. How about you eat anything else,
0: bud?
4: No, I don't think
1: I'm good on the questions. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I just, I'm, I just been texting Coach Marcelo now. The, all the things, so good. Who was kidding guys.
0: No, no, no. I love that because that's something we <laughs> sort of joke about when we have guests on our podcast asking for the weak spots of the team. We talk <laughs> about you know because we've had we we actually have had players listen to our podcast in the past. So it's one of those things I always right. check out. You know, if you're going to share with us, just know you know, some of our players might be listening to what you're saying. (laughs) I don't think they
2: necessarily get to have any say in the tactical decisions. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure (laughs) that Cloutier and Nugent and Vise and and Trapelow. I'm sure I'm forgetting someone else have watched a lot of tape, um, probably the last three, four games from Austin and they already know what to look out for. So, and already know what to exploit additionally. But, yeah, I would definitely, um, if you're passing anything on, watch out for Christian Duke because <laughs> he's, he's pretty damn good.
4: Yeah, we ain't too worried about down how many people actually uh been listening to us even though we're even on here. So. Yeah. <laughs> Oh you know, whatever
0: <laughs> you know what this whole podcast thing is a thing of love um we we were in your shoes probably what uh dylan like a year ago basically from this point i believe or or a little less than a year ago we just got started last officially i think last june or last late may so it was um, last june we're right about our year birthday here and we've done it and we've we've been slowly growing it's one of those things you do a podcast out of love um, anyone thinks they're going to jump onto a podcast and instantly become a millionaire and be world you know worldwide famous uh, you're in the wrong spot this is that's really what you took- pro-
2: you promised me that
0: <laughs> I did, didn't I, <laughs> Dylan? Um, no, but this is just this is all out of love, and and I think Dylan, Alan, and myself we can all probably pretty much say at least I know Dylan and I have discussed this. I haven't really gotten to it with Alan as much. Uh, this is sort of like a highlight of the week to be able to actually just get on a microphone, just talk a bunch of craziness about soccer, which is a game we all love, and and a team that we follow in in, in our eyes, Orange County, and I'm sure for you guys in Austin Bold. FC which is, it's just it's it's fun and you make these friendships you meet people Dylan and I have gone on some uh, well I've done one trip Dylan's done a few trips to different stadiums to, to cover teams and it's just this neat thing this neat sport this beautiful sport called soccer and this whole thing is just all out of love of the sport and the teams we follow
4: well yeah man that's pretty much why me and O E, you know start doing you know we come from you know this little you know you know, stuff talking between, you know, you know, you see friends and family and uncles and all that, man. And and there really wasn't much nobody was really saying much about Bolt, man. And from right up from the beginning when they announced it man, you know, I remember I called E right away and was like, Hey man, you know, we gotta get some you know, get some season tickets to this, we gotta get going, man. And uh you know, we waited and waited and nobody was going out of podcast and went, what the hell with it, man, we might as well just do it ourselves, man. We we love the sport and you sure as hell is love the club, you know, so here we yeah. are, man. And, we saw that, like, when we
0: saw you guys uh, start your podcast. I mean, we, I I want to say we were one of the first podcasts to follow you guys because we were excited to see that. And and now that we're in the point where we are a year into this and we have a little bit of experience doing a podcast, uh, we want to help share that and help grow whoever wants to do this whole thing. So uh, that's one of the reasons why when you know this match came up, I, I I wanted to reach out to you guys right away to see about joining us for this episode. Uh, And it's been definitely a fun episode so far. At least I can say that for myself and I'm sure uh, Dylan and Alan will, will, share that uh, that thought here um let's do this because i don't want this thing to drag out we tend to as we get towards the end of the episode we tend to just start talking and talking and talking and drag things out a little bit i want to get into this match as far as the predictions so we like to do like a a prediction for the match who do you think is going to win and then maybe who's going to be the the star for the match uh i want to give you guys a, a chance to maybe think of your thoughts on that because you're new to this, at least on our episodes. Uh, me and Dylan and Alan are used to this coming up. So, Alan, I'm going to jump to you because I haven't heard your voice in a while. Uh, what are your thoughts on this match? Who's going to win? Who's going to be the key to the match?
3: Um, I think it's going to be 2-0. Uh, uh, Orange County's been playing really well at home. Um, they've won three uh, in a row so far. And uh, I think McLean's been playing well. He's going to keep a, keep a clean sheet. And I think Vinicius uh, is going to find his way back onto the board. Sorry, Dylan. If I stole your thunder, uh, yeah, two 0 Venezia is going to put some points in, and McLean's going
0: to keep a clean sheet. All right, Dylan. How about yourself?
2: Um, I have to say, I'm expecting good things out of Darwin Jones this match, um, and, and Michael Seaton as well. I think they were singled out as, or Michael Seaton was singled out as like the um the key to the rest of Orange County season. I'm not necessarily sure that's fair. We've seen below average um, service to him Definitely. at the beginning of the season. So I think, um, yeah, this would be a good spot for Seton to, to get a brace and keep that confidence high and for uh, he and Darwin Jones to, to continue to link up and for Darwin to put some pain on some guys and score a couple more goals.
0: It's, did you pick a score?
2: Two-nil. You know what? No. You know what? Diego Estrepo is their goalkeeper? (laughs) Three-nil Orange County.
0: (laughs) Um, How about uh, our friends from the Few Birds Volcast? I don't know who wants to go first on the prediction of the score and the star or the key player.
1: Uh, For me, uh, this is Elvis here. Um, I'm thinking, like I said, if it it wasn't uh, these past two weeks, I would say that it'd be hard for us to score, but right now the offense is starting to click, which I've been hoping for for a while now. That's what I've been saying. I'm just waiting for this uh, offense to finally start clicking. So I'm thinking that they they got, I think they have two goals in them. So I'm going to go with uh, the, um, hopefully getting a win away with, uh, with bold and getting a two one. And the star I'm thinking is going to be sunny again. He's been, he's been playing his, his butt off now these past few weeks. So I think, uh, so, uh, Sunday and Lima are probably going to be connected a little bit too, uh, they have been at least. So I'm hoping that's what, the, that, that's what happens, uh, when, when they go up to Orange County for sure. Awesome.
4: Uh, me, definitely after today's game, I know, uh, you know, we, they, we're rough next to been playing you know, some pretty good football because they score some goals and I know y'all scored some goals, but, you know, before this, definitely get a little weary, but, uh, and after what I saw today, man, hopefully they can keep it going, uh, and uh, hopefully get a win, man, get three points. Uh, I definitely see, like, he, man, I see two one, but uh, I see, you know, coming from this guy named Troncoso. If he gets uh if he gets another start, man, I forgot about that. Man. Yeah, check, yeah, check him out, man. He, he's, I think he's gonna give y'all a little, a little run for y'all's money a little bit there. So check out Troncoso and, man, for sure, man. Walderama uh, again, dude. He's been hot here lately, and I think he gets himself another goal too, man. So, two,
0: one, man, and bold. so perfect. Uh, before I give my prediction, again, Logan's been listening out and he's thrown out his uh, prediction on the comments on YouTube live. Uh, he's predicting 2-0 OCSC with Patrick McClain being the star of the match for Orange County. Uh, I'm going to pick a score uh, of 3-2. to two. Um, This is all just sort of going off of as long as Restrepo doesn't take out Michael Seaton outside of the penalty box and get away with it. Uh, And um, if that happens, then who knows what the score will be. It might be something a lot different, but I'm hoping Uh, I'm thinking three 2 orange County. Uh, Hopefully I'm right. I I I still think I'm still looking for my first correct prediction of the season. So hopefully this becomes that correct prediction uh, at this point. Um. Really quick, before we get to the end of our show, and gentlemen, just so you know, so you can sort of prepare here, at the end of each episode, we do a random thought. It could be soccer-related. It could be unsoccer related I do have to ask you guys this, and this is not related to the game, but this is just related to the fun promotions that happen in soccer. Up until this season, Vegas has been the king of crazy, fun, weird, random promotions. Uh, I I know visiting Austin a year ago, The city motto, keep Austin weird. So, you know, obviously, Austin's going to be the best. We're just outside
1: of
4: weird, man. We're
0: a little outside of weird. Austin's going to be be the best option and the best uh, best city that could dethrone Vegas for being, you know, weird, random, crazy, whatever. You guys have already started that with the whole bring a farm animal to a game thing and then hearing all these animals... During all these animals on the ESPN stream. Or, or, <laughs> that's wonderful. And SSA
4: uh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
0: um, I, I, let me ask you guys I, are you guys all on board with that? Like, let's just do the most random, okay. weird promotions at the games, or do you guys look at it as let's stay away from that? Let's just focus on soccer. What are your guys' thoughts on all that?
1: Uh, for me, um, it's. I'm just going to the game. You want to do your weird promotion, go for it. I'm probably not going to pay attention to it, but, you know, do what you got to do to sell tickets, right? Tab at it, off.
4: To me, man, I mean, yeah, the same thing for me. I mean, it ain't weird to us. Like I said, we're outside of weird. We're actually out know, of, you know, suburbs and, you know, you know post dunk towns on the outside. That's where it's from. So, and to us, you know, farm animals and all that, wasn't that weird. But, yeah, bringing them over, you know, I mean, I can't really say nothing about that. You know, do what you do. You know, do you? I'm just going to go watch football,
0: man. Now, did you guys, did either of you guys actually bring an animal to that match or? um, No, actually, you know what, dude? You know, know
4: It's alright, man. You hear that outside my door every single day, man. I don't even worry about it, man. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, man. Uh, it was actually that game was uh, right after, just like the game, man. It was right after work, man. So we came out, you know, dirty as hell, and you know, so yeah, we didn't have time to. You know, grab a gallito or uh, or chicken or anything like that to
0: take to the game. Yeah. Oh, can I? Can I just say? Because uh, I don't know if you guys know. At the end of each season, we do our well. Okay, this is only going to be our second time. We do the Orange and Black Soccer Cast Awards. One of our categories is Guest of the Year, and I and I could just honestly say you're probably right now one of the you, both of you are front runners for that award because just this That's has fun. been one of the funnest conversations, uh, you know, that I've had. When Dylan with uh, with Geth that we've had on the show, uh, Dylan, I don't know if you agree with 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 that, and Alan, out. think, I think you agree as well.
2: This is, <laughs> I mean, the fact that I've just been playing cow sounds for like two minutes, and you guys were laughing about I mean, it and
1: I'm like recognizing if that it's the real thing.
0: If you want. no, I, I think <laughs> I'm I'll I'll recognizing no. like that right now, but well, <laughs> but just so you guys know too, is is that has become our like a uh, unofficial official. Anytime we have breaking news on our live bro- uh, podcast, live broadcast on YouTube, Dylan plays that sound and then we announce whatever that uh, that official <laughs> whatever that announcement is. So Dylan, you can put this on there. If Orange County beats uh, Orange County FC, if, if Orange County SC beats Orange County FC, then we will be traveling to Las Vegas to face the lights in the next round of the U.S. Open Cup. Dylan. I mean,
2: I'd like to travel, but.
0: Cue the moo. Oh,
2: okay, hold on.
0: Do I, need to, do I need to get our friends from the Three Birds cast to get a real cow on here, just so we can have a, a legit sound on this? There you go. Dan. There you go. Do you want another? <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's do this let's let's get to the let's wrap up the show because like i said we just start talking about random stuff and i think we're getting to that point so we're getting to the point of the show where we wrap things up we just say uh, you share a random thought it could be anything dylan likes to read poems or share a literature recommendation that i don't think anyone has ever read but he likes to continue to do so
2: like three people okay,
0: okay three people uh, alan let me start with you alan what is your random thought to end this episode
3: well, my random thought uh, today has got to be about uh, taking 145 middle school students to Disneyland over two days. It's uh, super fun. Uh, they get to make some music and record some stuff to uh, Disney movies and park attractions. And it's really cool to see them get to perform and to compose their own soundtrack. Uh, so it's always a pleasure to get to teach them some skills and then see it actually show up in practical applications when you have no control over it. Uh, So it's really cool. And then they behave themselves and everyone made it back to the bus. So we are currently on the road headed back home. I'm going to do it again tomorrow and I'm super stoked.
0: Awesome. What about you, Dylan?
2: I was muted. I'm so sorry about that
0: one. Oh, yeah.
2: It happens, you know. I've done Try it not to make too much noise while clacking away on my beautiful mechanical keyboard, so to speak. <laughs> um, just like to say, if you work in a job with uh, co-workers you dislike, or you like the tactile feeling of some things, or you just want a quality keyboard in your life, I'd highly recommend a mechanical keyboard for any of your needs, um, especially some of the aluminum ones are, are pretty nice. Um, anything with uh, Cherry Keys is is pretty solid. If you're coming from a typical island keyboard from a laptop or a rubber dome keyboard from your garbage Dell that your company has bought for you, um, Cherry MX Browns might be where you're looking towards because they have a nice bottoming out. But if you just like that clean-through feeling, um, Cherry Reds. And if you absolutely, and I mean truly hate everyone around you, um, Cherry MX Blues are the way to go. They are very, very clicky. Um, and very, very annoying, but those are well worth it. Um, Did you get terms...
0: sponsored like in this last week when we haven't been talking to you? Do you have like – are you getting paid to announce whatever these keyboards are? No, I haven't give you given that?
2: you a brand, and so if anyone's curious, okay. it's the brand of my keyboard. Um, you can DM oh. me on Twitter. But this week for my um, a literature recommendation, I'm going to go ahead and recommend – it's actually a book of poems, so you can read anything from it. It's a book called Lunch Poems by Frank O'Hara. Oh, and you know my last random thought is about the USL concussion thing. Um, I tweeted this, but basically it doesn't work if you don't train refs to not suck. And USL refs are pretty bad. We watched uh Jerry Van Wolfgang get tabletop earlier the season. Nothing happened. Jerry Von I-Bike.
0: Come on, get it right.
2: You can't even pronounce how his old his No. No, Ray. No. <laughs>
0: Oh, but for you, um, for you gentlemen from the three bolds, will three birds bold cast.
4: Yeah,
0: uh, like the, ma- oh. the match against San Antonio, uh, the announcer kept saying his old name instead of his current name. So, yeah, Dylan, and finish then, your thought really quick and then we'll get to to Elvis and Irving.
2: All right, and then elsewhere, we've seen I mean, we saw Christian Duke get his nose broken last year by a Los Dos player. You're just gonna see guys go headhunting for the sole purpose of. They'll take a yellow card in exchange for having a guy get subbed off, especially if it's one of the bigger-name players at a team. And it's stupid. And it's, it's just the USL trying to be, like, the cool uncle of soccer in the U.S. But they're just saying things, and none of it means anything. And maybe that's cynical, but I feel like it's also pretty realistic. The USL is not our friend. They're just a league. So you should support your club and then the league. Done ranting about. Yeah, how well.
0: things are done. See, see, gentlemen, I mean, you can be critical of stuff on these podcasts and, and um, and you still just tell provide, me I'm wrong. I mean, still I understand. Uh, Elvis Irving, uh, any random thoughts to share with our listeners?
1: Oh, man, right now, my only thought is so me and my brother actually, like he told you, we live out in the outskirts right now. All I can really think about, I got an hour drive back home. We live in two separate towns. So all I'm thinking about is my long drive right now was my, thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my,
4: my random thought pretty much is just thinking this whole time it's still F this up. These guys let you on their podcast. and So let's just say it's about the cleanest podcast we've been on so far, man. So uh, appreciate y'all for having us on, man. and uh. I- now, at any moment here, I was saying you know, I was trying not to slip up
2: a little bit. So, well, you know, as the count noises just brought you back home. That's why we're uh, <laughs> we're just really inviting here on the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Uh,
0: I I think we're we're one of the most open and willing. We love to have guests on our show. Just I I think because Dylan and I, when we started this, we started this as just we've never done a podcast before uh, type so thing. And, uh, you know, we looked at bringing a guest and and people were willing to come on and it just started working. We've built some friendships. We both traveled up to Reno for the opener this season. And one of our favorite guests that we've had so far, although, again, you guys are sort of going to get into this territory. We're going to make John a little uh, jealous here, but we got to go up to Reno, meet uh, John and, and his uh, his cohorts for the, uh, the what is it? Uh, the... Oh, what is it, Dylan? I can't remember the name of the podcast now. Look at that! I'm so distracted by these awesome guys. weekly. Yes.
2: Posted um, by John Macaluso.
0: Yes. Uh, Matt so, Rafferty
2: and Brad Polanski.
0: There we go. Dylan, see, Dylan is the person that knows everything on this. I'm just the one that sort of.
2: I know runs nothing. Things, I Do guess. not charge me with that.
0: No, no, but we've 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 actually built some friendships, soccer-based friendships, off this podcast. That's why we love having guests on, and and anytime anyone's willing to come and spend time, especially like you guys, you guys are out in Austin. It's like almost midnight soon here, and you guys are still talking to us, which we we appreciate so much, uh, and uh, I'm sure our listeners will appreciate it because you've been so entertaining and whatnot. Really quick, my random thought, and and I need to ask you guys to do this for me, and I know you can't see what I'm going to throw up here on our YouTube feed, but. I was in Austin about a year ago. Uh, there's there's this place in Austin. There's this place in Austin where you can go and get some spray paint and you can tag on the walls and it's it's totally fine. Um, I went out there and I I tagged C O Y S for people that don't know that is come on you Spurs I'm a Tottenham fan. Uh, dude, I need you guys to go I check. I, I'm sure. Yeah, it's... Yeah, you guys got to go make sure it's burn, still there it's for me. And if it's on, not, yeah. you guys got to put it back on for me. You gotta, you gotta to redo it. Um, no, but let me just go live
1: and put it right on top of the
4: hand, <laughs> just like on my forearm, buddy.
0: <laughs> I take it you're not a Spurs fan. No,
4: I'm a Liverpool hand. Go red.
0: Oh, go
4: red.
1: red. <laughs> there we go.
2: This is the you, new pod man, everyone. You know, you
0: know we we may have to bring you back on because I I think Alan and I have been discussing because Alan is a huge Liverpool fan. I'm a huge Tottenham fan. (laughs) I'm a huge Tottenham fan. We both, I think, experienced, like, the greatest matches of our lives last week. I I think it's when it was, right, Alan? Um, You know, Liverpool pulled off this amazing upset or or come from behind against Barcelona. Tottenham, in the second half against Ajax, was able to somehow pull off this miraculous three-goal hat trick by Lucas Moura. So I think we're planning on doing maybe... We're gonna do some sort of uh, ch- uh, Champions League preview. We might have to welcome you guys back if you guys are Liverpool fans. I'm gonna ask Alan who he wants to bring on to support his team. I'm gonna look for some Tottenham supporters, and we might do like a special episode. So you might hear from oh, us here yeah. soon on that.
4: Hell yeah, hey man, and anytime, man. Uh, thank y'all for having us again. And anytime, I mean, y'all actually come to you know good part of Texas. You know, if you ever go make a trip <laughs> to Texas, you know, don't Austin's over, amazing. Or awesome. awesome. yeah or or San Antonio. Come to Austin, man, and hit the cigar vault with us a little bit, you know, try drink a couple coldies, man, and we'll have a good time, man, if you ever you know, come out this way, man, for sure.
0: When I was in Austin, I did the one-day road trip down to San Antonio. I was there for like three hours, and I had to get the heck out of there. It was it was like 105 degrees. That's the reason. But also, I mean, it just didn't compare to what Austin had um, as far as what me and my wife were enjoying. We loved Austin. We, we were out walking around. I think there was one night. It was midnight in Austin. It was like 100 degrees out there. Uh, we're just walking down the street to get back to our hotel. So it was pretty awesome. Uh, really quick before we end this, uh, gentlemen, do you want to let our listeners know where to find you on social media, websites, whatever it may be?
1: All right. Uh, well, before to start, I hate to break it to you, but that, uh, I was going to let you know on your random thought that the Graffiti Park is actually closing. Yeah, now
4: it's closing you know, all them people from no. out of town. Is yeah, yeah, no. I'm sorry about that, bud. Yeah, there's actually, like, R.I.T. Austin, like, right outside. They big old sign. Somebody put out this, too. So, <laughs> well, that's uh, going. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, yeah, to so find us, go ahead, E. Oh, you want me to take this? Uh, Man, just uh, Twitter, man, that, at T. Bold, T. Boldcast. And uh, on the, uh, what is it, SoundCloud, Three Birds Boldcast. And hopefully we'll be up on Spotify here pretty soon, too, man. So, I appreciate y'all for having us, man, definitely.
0: That Spotify thing is always the most difficult thing to achieve. It took us like nine months to do it, but we finally did it. Keep fighting it. Keep doing it. Keep pushing it. Get on there. Um, yeah, that was that was the most difficult one for us to get on with Spotify. So hopefully you guys don't have as difficult time with uh, as we did. Hey, I, I always forgot to do this. Uh, I, I, I'm going to get this eventually, but I, I'm supposed to mention this towards the beginning of the episode, but it's towards the end. Um, for those of you listening, yeah, do remember that the Orange and Black Soccer Cast is brought to you by Golden Gold Press uh, and also Roughneck Scarves. Uh, so you you can find out more information about that uh, if you go to bgn.fm uh, and find that information on there. You can follow us on Twitter at OCSE underscore Soccer Cast, I think is the correct one. If I'm forgetting, you can find me at DJ DJRaysamore. Dylan, what about you?
2: You can find me on Reddit. Or Twitter, at OCSC underscore Dylan.
3: Alan? Aunderwood48 A on the Twitter machine.
0: Perfect. All so of his for- kids are going to go
2: find him <laughs> on Twitter now.
0: <laughs> for Alan, for Dylan, for our friends from the Three Birds Bowlcast, Elvis and Irving, this is Ray, the Orange and Black Soccer cast, and we are out. Ray, no! Thanks to our sponsor, Golden Goal Press, the best choice for you to get custom shirts, hats, mugs, and other items for just yourself or your organization. Check out their amazing products at a fraction of the price of other places at goldengoldpress.com. Also, thanks to Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to the MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com.